So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here with my husband, Andrew. Hey guys, it's been a second. It is, it is, it has. It has, yeah. it has. We're super excited to be back. Uh, we had to be rooted and take a break there for, for a hot second, but we're, we're glad to be back at it. Yeah, I think it's really funny. I think in the the previous episode or the one before that, we were talking about how we would want to, like, we were wanting to take a break, but we, but we were like, oh, but we're not ready yet. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere. And then we went somewhere. <laughs> yes. But we're, it was needed and we're back and we're happy to be back. So. Yeah. And I, I don't remember, I probably should have listened to our last episode to kind of like get a, a feel for where we were at. I don't remember exactly when it came out. Our last episode was September 16th, 2022, episode 149, Accessing the Atonement of Jesus Christ. Man, I remember this episode now. That was really good. It's so funny because when you're growing spiritually and you have like a momentous learning experience or really powerful spiritual experience, you think, oh man, I understand this thing so well now. Like I'm basically an expert in this thing because I, <laughs> I've had this powerful experience. Or um, I don't know if you feel like this a lot with your scripture study, but I'll have scripture study on a specific topic, and I think, wow, like I understand so much of this thing. I don't really under. Sometimes I feel like, oh man, there's so much more about this thing I have to learn. And sometimes I feel that okay, I've learned a ton about this. I must be some kind of expert. And then as soon as I catch myself thinking that, I think, oh no, that's probably wrong. I'm probably still an idiot. That's definitely wrong. But <laughs> I remember this episode, we had recorded it after I had a really profound experience about that topic of applying the atonement of Jesus Christ. But in the preceding months since then, I have... No, the preceding months. In the succeeding months, I guess is what it would be. In the succeeding months since then. Mm-hmm. Since then. I have had more experiences with applying the atonement of Jesus yeah. Christ and in helping other people apply the atonement of Jesus Christ. And so now I feel like what I have to offer on that topic is so much more. Mm-hmm. Like so much more relevant. Yeah, for but sure. I guess it's kind of like, like, how do you feel about reading your mission diaries? I haven't. like i think i did once like a couple a couple years maybe after i got home but i have not looked at them since so i don't know so how do you feel when you read your mission diaries are you filled with like Um, inspiration like you thought you'd be when you were writing them no (laughs) it's more like uh oh yeah i do remember that and like oh like little baby emily (laughs) (laughs) little baby emily (laughs) little baby sister downy um that's how i i hate reading my own journals yeah, I no, hate I agree. It. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Well, I, we journal differently too. My journaling is more of like an account of events, with like some feeling in there. But yeah, that's your right. Your journaling is different. My, mine's much less event based. Mine, it's much more. These are the thoughts that I've been thinking about recently. And see, I just don't write that stuff down, which I should. I should totally I don't know. write down I, my... I've written it down, <laughs> and I feel embarrassed every time I read it. But at least, like, the process of writing it down, like, helps you to learn and, like, 
think about the thing more. You know, I just yeah. I don't write those things down. And be embarrassed by it afterwards. No, yeah. I, I Even think, if I think you you're write right. it down right. and like rip it up or burn it or something. Yes. It's like the process. But anyway, this all goes yeah. to show, or goes back to the point that as you continue to live the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're constantly learning and constantly growing. Yeah. And this is a... I kind of feel the same way about our podcast episodes as I do about our journal (laughs) entries. Yes, yeah. As we are recording the episode, I think, oh man, this is such a cool conversation. And usually if it's somebody else on on the podcast or if it's your thoughts, I think, wow, those are so good, even years later. And then I listen to myself, like, man, you're an idiot. Like, why are you saying it that (laughs) way? Like, why are you saying it that way? But... So I, I do actually have a hard time listening to our old podcast because I feel like okay. I'm, I'm reading my old journal Your entries. old journals. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, I listened to a couple of our episodes before we recorded this one. Earlier this morning, I listened to some. And it kind of, like, just puts you back, like, when we recorded. I felt like I was, like, like back in time. Uh-huh. But I didn't feel any of that, like, squeamish, like, oh, little Emily. Oh, little Emily. But, yeah. Anyways. Um, but today, kind of going on this idea of building on what we've discussed before, building on our previous experiences, we, as our first, you know, in our first episode back after a while, we kind of wanted to talk about our bread and butter, which is, like, our our family theme, really since we started the podcast right since the very beginning and we've mentioned it several times if you've been here the whole time you've heard us talk about being rooted and you're probably like there they go again talking about being rooted but here we go again but you've had a few months break from us yeah so without further ado <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about being rooted once again so hun for those who maybe haven't heard those episodes or who somehow found this this episode, this is the first episode that they're hearing. Mm-hmm. What does it mean in the Jordan family to be rooted? Well, um, it means to us to like set appropriate expectations. Because, and we were talking about this earlier, but because we have a distorted perspective of reality. And so, at least for me, like I feel like I can handle the world. I can handle everything all the time. And that's just like, that's not reality. And so like we have to be rooted and have appropriate expectations. It means like being present and being still and like being grounded and romanticizing the present. That's a bunch of ideas of what what I think of when I think of being rooted. Yeah, and I think this idea of being rooted has kind of changed over time for us as a family. Yeah. I would, I think you were talking about some of the aspects of being rooted that we really wanted to highlight today. But I, th- I think in general, not but, but to, to build on that in general, I would say being rooted for us means something to the effect of trying to feel connected and feel balanced mm-hmm. where we're at now. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that, for us has embodied itself in a bunch of different things, whether mm-hmm. that's the way we like to des- to decorate our home or the types of activities we do with the kids or trying to be rooted to the earth and, and being involved in gardening and in food preparation and being connected to nature, all those kinds of things 
right? So it, it's pretty wide. It's pretty encompassing. But in general, it's just a, a desire to be connected, mm-hmm. right? To have deep, meaningful connection. Right. And I think it for me, it also goes right along with like aligning our will with Heavenly Father's will for us. Uh-huh. And sometimes it is difficult for me to see what is Heavenly Father's will for me in like the day to day of like being a mom or something. But if I can remember that like I'm a child of God and he loves me and he does not expect me to do everything that I feel like I have to do. Like, he doesn't have these incredibly unrealistic expectations for me, so I should not also have those. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. So when I can remember that I'm a child of God, and that no one is meant to be perfect, and that he is there to help when every day, you know? Well, I think you're, like, kind of sprinkling in a lot of the things we want to talk about. Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Yeah, no, so I think you're you're excited about what we want to talk about today, so I think you're kind of, like, sprinkling it. Yeah. So it's just Hansel and Gretel. Like, they're your breadcrumbs. Did you say Hansel? I think it's Hansel. Hansel and Gretel? Is it Hansel? I don't know. Now I'm like, what? I always said it was Hansel and Gretel. Well, it's Hans. It makes sense now. It's not Hans. (laughs) I know, but it, Hans and Gretel. I always thought it was Hansel and Gretel. I <laughs> think so it's Hansel. No, that makes. Oh, I mean, gosh. I don't know if it's right, but it makes sense. So, if you're Hans. a German speaker and you're hearing this and you're like, "You're you guys are idiots," please tell us: is it Hansel, Hansel? or Hansel? I would say it was. I said Hansel without thinking about it. I I think I've heard Hansel more. But anyway, that's just, not relevant. But I thought it was funny. Oh, it's always relevant. So you've. <laughs> Talked about a bunch of the the principles that I think we wanted to hit on today. And I know you want to talk about applications. Uh, but before we dive into applications, one of the things that I'm passionate about with this podcast is to try and give people not just applications that they can take from this episode, mm-hmm. but kind of a, a, an understanding of how that fits into a bigger framework. So we can know when to apply things Mm -hmm. and like help have that understanding help us see the world better as opposed to just how to act help us understand how to understand does that make sense Mm -hmm. and that's a that's really important for me and so i'm gonna when i think about any application that's worth its its weight i always try and think about how it fits into like my greater framework okay so when I'm thinking about being rooted, and I think you alluded to this earlier, one of the big ways that I apply this, one of maybe one of the most important ways, is understanding that our perception of reality is always flawed, right? Like we are biased, we are fallen people, we have cultural and personal baggage all these kinds of things makes it really difficult for us and impossible for us to fully see reality and on a deeper level it's impossible for any person to fully and accurately perceive the world because we just don't have the the mental computing power right for example you can't remember all of, like the colors of the shirts of the people you see walking through walmart Nope. Right? You right. can barely remember what they look like. You can barely remember if it was a man or a woman, mm-hmm. much less the color of their shirts. Because you just can't, you, you don't have the capacity to remember all of these finite details mm-hmm. of things. And so that's just a little funny example. But our minds aren't capable of 
being fully accurate and fully accurately perceiving the world around us. Mm -hmm. So the process of being rooted is the process of constantly trying to say, okay, I know there's some aspect of my perception of reality that's off. Now I'm going to go to the Lord and through prayer and through the Spirit, try and figure out what about my perception of reality is off. Now, as as an example, um, we our perception, and this may or may not be a specific example that has happened. <laughs> uh, our perception of reality might be a good mother does X, mm-hmm. right? A good mother is patient always without needing a break, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like a good mother would love her children and be patient with her children without ever needing a break of or from her children. Now, that might have been said by somebody somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and, <clears throat> and I would tell that person, if I were to have this conversation, so it sounds like that perception, that your perception is that mothers have to be that way. But that doesn't seem to be grounded in reality. Right, and so if you go to the Lord and pray to the Lord and have Him kind of exp- help you understand these things, you come to better understand reality because the way God perceives reality is all-encompassing. Right, He completely, clearly, and correctly understands how things actually are, and so if you can have Him help you see things how He sees them just a little bit more every day, then you are seeing things more like he does over time mm-hmm. and you therefore becoming more perfect mm-hmm. and he will help you identify those things in your life and sometimes he does that through counseling with other people both family and friends and priesthood leaders and and ministering brothers and sisters etc cetera, etc cetera, right through counseling he can help us kind of see these things and then you apply his understanding and you let your understanding and perception of reality go. And so it's that constant process of analyzing how we see the world and sacrificing how we see the world so we can see the world more like he does. But it's painful and it's difficult because we have to let go of our ideals. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that all being said, that I think that's the kind of the takeaway framework for how we should understand this idea and why it's important. But how do you actually apply it? Take take me out of the clouds, babe. So, no, I loved your explanation. You did a great job with that. The first application that I am thinking of because you kind of started explaining, so I want to just go back to that, Okay. was that, yes, we did have conversations <laughs> where I just was feeling like I had to do it all, all the time, and... Um, if you've been around for a while, you know that I struggle with that and that's okay, but I'm working on it. But he explained to me that, and you might have to explain a little bit more because I might get this wrong, but like in any sport you have like breaks and timeouts and like water breaks and things. And so what we have kind of created is this application of a water break. And he will text me and say like, did you get your water break today? Because... 
just like an, how an athlete in a game isn't expected to play the entire game without stopping, I shouldn't expect myself to go the entire day mothering four kids and keeping a house and doing dinner and other meals and homeschooling like without any breaks or me time to enjoy something that I enjoy. So um, we have called that water breaks and just putting a name to it has helped a lot to keep me grounded and help me understand like, oh, this is necessary. This is a water break. Right. And the water break is necessary so that you can be at your top performance yes. the rest of the rest of the game. Yeah. It's right? not just like just a water break, but it's like for a purpose because it's so easy to get so burned out and tired. And just like in, in a sports game, like you get tired, you get overworked, you, you get slower and with breaks and water and energy, like you can, you can be better than you were before the break. And the, another interesting thing about this example is the, the more in shape you are, right. And the stronger you become, the less frequently you need water breaks, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm. more out of shape, if you're, if you have more weight on you or like you're in, you're in less optimal cardiovascular uh, shape, you are going to need more frequent water breaks. Mm-hmm. But the better shape you get in, the less frequently you need them. Yeah. But even that, that being said, the best you have to be grounded in reality and understand where you're at. And so if you are at a point where you need more frequent water breaks, it doesn't help to force yourself to not take water breaks. That's not the answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the way you the way you get to a point where you don't need to take as frequent of water breaks is by taking as many water breaks as you need. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it, con- it seems contradictory, mm-hmm. right? But you can't get to a point where you need less frequent water break- breaks by having fewer water breaks. Right. Like you have to have as many as you need. And the nice thing is we're not perfect and we're never going to be. Mm-hmm. So we will always need some sort of a water break. And that, like that fact has made me really happy actually and very like willing to take the water break and enjoy it Mm -hmm. because i know that like this is for me like this is for me to help me and i don't know why it makes it just makes me really happy to take that water break and i'm not even convinced that perfection implies that you won't need a water break because you look at this last week uh, this current week of come follow me yeah we're reading about the savior and his even the Savior had breaks. Yeah, he's like yeah, right. his forty days of now for the for the Savior. His form of taking a break was I want to go into the wilderness and fast for forty days. That doesn't sound like it'd be a break <laughs> for me, right? I feel like I would need a break from forty days of fasting. But for him, that was his break. Right, he had to mm-hmm. leave leave the crowds and go out into the wilderness. Now that sounds like a break. That sounds nice. But the whole not eating for forty days that would be difficult. Yeah. So even the Savior needed a break. Now, that might be because of his mortal body. I don't know. Regardless, he'll explain that when we're on the other side of the veil or he comes again. But for now, when we have mortal bodies, we know that, all right, like even the Savior mm-hmm. with his mortal body needed a break. Yeah. So we're going, yeah, we're going to need water breaks. Mm-hmm. And so we can look at water breaks as a as a time of rejuvenation so that we can go perform at our best. Like when you see a, when you're watching a professional football game or a professional game of any kind, 
and you see the the athletes run to the sideline and grab water, you don't think less of them. No. Right? You don't think, oh, you pansy. Like, why, no, like, I don't even think anything of it. It's like, why aren't you take? Why aren't you doing push-ups, like between like between plays instead of a like, during during break. timeout? Why aren't you doing push-ups or up downs the whole time? Like you yeah. don't you don't think about no like that's don't. that's obviously a stupid thing. thing. <laughs> but as parents, especially as mothers, because mothers I think are are especially hard on themselves. Mothers frequently think that they think that oh I'm having a hard time. I, they should be doing the mothering equivalent of doing up downs during timeout. <laughs> yep. Like during yep, halftime. I see that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you have to tell yourself, okay, it's halftime. I need to take this break and use it as halftime. I don't have to sh- shove something else into this to this pause. Yeah. I can just have it ha- be halftime and I can drink water. It's yes, okay. Yeah. So, so some that's of a water the things, break. Yeah. I just wanted to say if you're kind of confused about like what these water breaks are looking like, Find something that you enjoy that you could do. Like if I'm speaking to, I'm basically speaking to mothers right now because I am one and that's what I'm feeling. But find something that you enjoy that you can still do with the kids around. Like I have really, I've used my water breaks to be outside with my kids and like more engaged with them instead of like, I used to, like, okay, like, they're playing outside, I'm outside, what can I do? I'm going to clean the garage, or like, okay, I'm going to start weeding or something, like, um, just to be with them, or to just sit in the rocking chair and watch them, and not be on my phone, and just kind of, like, soak up the sunshine, or soak up the wind. Um, I've used my water break to read a chapter of my book, because I'm really enjoying reading right now. I've used my water break um, to just watch a movie with the kids which sounds really like i don't know simple but like giving yourself permission to enjoy it but giving myself permission to like sit on the couch and watch the movie like yeah you know and not think about all the other things that i have to do or like okay well they're watching a movie i'm gonna do a little laundry and do the dishes and you know right. like and, to and just this, like calm the freak down and this is what being rooted is about it's being rooted in understanding these are my actual needs yeah and it's not an excuse to just be lazy. Right. Right. Right, right. What it is is it's it, it's a higher law, right? Because a lesser law would be always be productive. Yeah. A higher law is understand your needs objectively and, and accurately and be productive and go about doing good and then – or as much as you can and when you need a break – Take a break. Mm-hmm. That's a much higher law because you're giving yourself and the Lord's giving you a higher, like a larger amount of expectations. Yeah. Or a higher degree of responsibility. Mm-hmm. One more little water break that I take um, often lately is um, just coming into my room on like a fresh, like made bed and just kneeling at the bed and saying a prayer and with the door closed and no kids in the room just like taking a little minute to say a prayer and it feels so good. Yeah, and only standing so. up if I hear blood curdling yeah. screams. <laughs> if it's just regular screams, doesn't matter, but if there are blood if there's yeah. blood coming out, I will get up. I'm I, actually I, at the point right now where like I can take a shower mm-hmm. while they're awake. Uh-huh. Like that—that's just like such a different phase, <laughs> because Hiram is old enough that he can like watch the youngest 
Yeah. For like 10 minutes. Yeah. Kind of shepherd him a little bit. I also want to say that I think this is important for, for dads, um, and for people in general, whether if you're in the workplace, I think from a professional perspective, it's important to take water breaks as well. Um, so I noticed that today I pretty much haven't taken a water break for like three days. I've been up That's at, not good. It's not good, right? And I, I felt You should it. have one at least at least one a day. Yes, I know I should. And I've been pushing it pretty hard um, the past couple of days. And I can usually keep up that tempo for several days in a row. And it's hard because I, at the end of each day, I find it very satisfying to look at it and say, I've done all of these things. Oh yeah, it's super satisfying. It's it's very satisfying. Yeah. And so but I get today it. I was going and towards the end of the day I just I felt like I hit a wall. I'm like, man, I am still working, but I just I lost like the excitement I had the past couple of days doing this. I lost kind of the the, the fire. like the luster for it, right? Yeah. Like it was it was just difficult. And I realized today as I, so I, I, at the end of each work day, I have my journal and I take a few, few minutes to write my journal before I leave. And I was writing and I said, I don't really know what happened today. I just kind of hit a wall. And then as I was writing, I realized, oh, I didn't take a water break. Right. And a water break. I don't know exactly what that means yet for me. Like a consistent way that I can mm-hmm. take a water break and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, one of my the things that makes me kind of the thing that seems to work the best for me is when I can have good non-work conversations mm-hmm. with coworkers. If I can have a, a conversation about. Even if, like, politics or religion. If I can have a conversation about politics or religion with somebody. <laughs> Which is so funny because, like, that's, most like, people, the, that's like the, the, the hands-off, the, like, don't don't talk about that. Yes, but if I can talk about politics, philosophy, economics, or religion, I, j- just for 10, 15 minutes, and it's rarely just that short, usually, right? It's a little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. But if I can get a few minutes of that kind of conversation in a day, I'm totally fine. Like, yeah. like that is extremely energizing for me. Yeah. That's so great. I think it's important for us to kind of figure out what our, you know, our water break looks like for us. And it's not just something that mothers need to be paying attention to. No, I just said mothers because that's, that, that's where you're, I'm at. That's who you're talking to, right? Yeah. I, I just want to say, especially to fathers out there. You need your water breaks too. Frequently we give these excuses to our wives. Um, and we say, honey, like you are doing so much. You need to take these water breaks. But if we want to be the best that we want to be, we have to also give ourselves water breaks. Because mm-hmm. if we don't give our water breaks, we're going to burn out at work and we're going to come home and we're going to be less than what our wives and our children deserve. All right. So. So there are a few more ways that I'm thinking of that we can be rooted. Okay. So one of them is like being present. And there's a couple of ways. Um, I can think of two right now that I've intentionally tried to be more present at home. And one of them is getting on the kids level, literally, like bending down to look them in the face, you know, look them right in the eyes. Um, 
whether that's like getting like sitting on the floor with them or like just bending down so that our faces are the same because I recently realized that maybe it took me a long time to realize this but I recently realized that they are looking up at me all day long and that just must feel you know they probably feel so small and for some reason like bringing myself like down physically to their level like makes it so much more connecting and feels very rooted and more personal. Yeah. I think that's like a very specific way, but like that's helped me a lot. Well, and I think we have to also remember that with with kids for the most part, especially our age kids, we have 6, 4, 2 and 1, mm-hmm. right? So for the most part what our kids are experiencing now is really all they know. Mm-hmm. Right. So kids will adapt to whatever their circumstance and people will as well to adapt to whatever their circumstances are and just assume that what they're experiencing is normal. Mm-hmm. Right. And you sometimes see this when other kids come into your home and they like they're kind of confused by what they're seeing or yeah. by like the expectations that are on the kids mm-hmm. because like, oh, this isn't their normal. Right. So for them, I, I don't know if they're if they feel sad or negative by the fact that they're constantly looking no out. i don't but, think so but i think just me like putting myself in their shoes like hmm i wonder if this would be like better for us right now and it has been yeah well and i think that regardless even if it doesn't change their perspective yeah. it changes your perspective it makes right? me feel more connected to them yeah. for sure yeah. um, especially in moments of frustration where like i'm like talking physically like down at them yeah um it helps to be like on that like face-to-face level so um one more thing with presence that i wanted to talk about was um being on my phone in front of the kids uh i took a bit of a social media break in july which was awesome um and i've gotten back on since and i use it a lot um but it's been helpful to try and stay off my phone when the kids are around. I feel a lot better with like our relationships. So how do you feel like staying off your phone in the presence of the kids? How is that being rooted? Because I've, it's helping me to, to be more present with them. And to me, like presence is very rooted. It like puts us, in the moment and they can feel loved by me because they see that I'm there with them and not like there, but in another world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier. So the, I think the most basic definition for us of what being rooted is, is the, the state of having deep connections. Right. Right. So being, being still and being present is a, is a very, easy way to facilitate those deeper connections mm-hmm. with like people around you and with yourself. Yeah. So there's one way that you've been rooted lately. Would you yeah. like to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So I think I'll, again, I, I like to talk about the, the way I like to talk about these things is kind of the meta principle and then dive down. But one thing I was finding myself feeling that I did not really like is I felt like my mind was so, scattered and i felt like i was just jumping from idea to idea or from thing to thing and going back kind of going back to the idea of stillness just being still and being focused it was really difficult 
um, for me to feel, feel like I was, that my mind was calm. I just always felt like my mind was erratic. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what, like why I was feeling that way. And then I noticed that it was happening more frequently or more intensely when I had more consistent or uh, excessive social media usage. And so I, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know all the science that's there. I know that there's science that backs this up, but this feeling of of constantly needing more information, mm-hmm. right? It's always oh, yeah. needing to be entertained, I guess, is what it was. Yeah. So I, always, I felt like I just constantly needed to be entertained, and I didn't like the way that that made me feel because I felt like it was difficult for me to have a deep connection with any one thing that I was doing, Mm -hmm. whether that was work or talking to the kids or uh, reading a book. It was just difficult to have like a deep connection with anything or activity. And so I originally, I don't even know how many months ago it's been. It's been a few months, probably at least three. I think it was before, before Halloween. It okay, might have been so October. It's been about three months, three or four months. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's been sometime in October. I decided I'm just going to get off social media. And I didn't set a time frame. I didn't say I was fasting from it. I just deleted the apps. So at first I deleted the apps, but I, I kept them on my phone. So you know how you can delete apps yeah, by keeping yeah. them on your phone? At first I did that, and so I wouldn't habitually scroll and open things up. And so I had to search for it and then pull it up that way. And then I set a timer on it so it only stay on for so many minutes. And then I found myself kind of still staying on for too long. So eventually I just deleted the apps. And it's been fantastic. Every now and again, somebody will send me something that I need to log into whatever social media platform it is to check. And so I'll download the app and I'll use it for... A day, and then I'll delete the app again. And so it's not like a hard. I'm never on social media. I don't have social media. Right. It's just a. I don't have the apps on my phone, unless I. And for now, it's it's your intentional choice that you're on it. And I. You've said that you've loved it. I loved. I feel like it's so much easier for me to be focused. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't feel as as erratic. I do feel bad because I I. frequently miss updates that everyone's aware of. <laughs> yeah. Like one of our good friends. Like, yeah, of course they're pregnant. They've been pregnant forever. <laughs> yeah. Like one of our good friends got engaged not too long ago. And I, I totally missed that she was engaged until. Until we were like, oh yeah, the bridal showers this weekend. And he's like, what? He's like, who's engaged? <laughs> um, but that process of just being aware that, hey, there's something that I felt off about spiritually and so i went to the lord and prayed like is something i should do so thinking about how this applies to the principle of of being rooted i love in the word of wisdom which is section 89 of doctrine and covenants for for those of you who are not members of the church of jesus christ Latter-day saints and refers to the some of the guidance that the Lord gave us regarding our physical health, like what types of things we should or should not eat. And he gives some basic principles, right? So this is where um, Latter-day Saints get the idea that, or not get the idea, but we believe we have received the 
instructions from the Lord to abstain from coffee and tea and tobacco and th- those kinds of things that people frequently know, um, you know, frequently know members of the church for. But in there, it talks about how this is not every bit of guidance that the Lord would have us receive. Mm-hmm. The Lord has more guidance for us to give. So basically, hey, here's the Lord saying, here is kind of the minimum that I'm going to give everybody in the church. Um, and if other, if you want to know more about how to apply this in your own personal life, I'm willing to give you individually more information and more like, instructions and more seek guidance. Seek out guidance and personal revelation about Right. It. And yeah. so as we apply that principle to every aspect of our lives, and instead of saying, hey, what's the bare minimum? Or, hey, what's like the specific guidance that's been given? And instead say... All right, here's some specific guidance that's been given, but I'm going to pray to the Lord and see if there's anything else specific He wants me to do. And I honestly really believe that that, I'll call it that extra portion, or that portion beyond the The clear general general direction towards the church, is going to be different for a lot of people Mm -hmm. based off of who they are and where they're at. So like for me, for example, I felt like I needed to get off social media. But and that doesn't mean forever. It just means it for right mean forever, now, for right? the struggle that you've approached God with, He's let you know that maybe this would be a helpful thing for you to do. Right. And you've and, tried it and it's working. And I don't look at you who still have social media and you're so active on social media and think less of you for being on social media. Right, because well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel like the Lord was saying no one should be on social media. Social media is bad forever. Right, right? that's not. It was no. a personal revelation that I felt the Lord was saying would benefit me. And so if we approach obedience and we approach a personal revelation from that perspective, mm-hmm. I find it's, it's much healthier. At least I, I feel much more rooted in spiritual living yeah. than otherwise. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I think we've touched on a lot of different things in regards to being rooted. Yep, so. and I think as as time goes by, we'll, we might revisit this this topic again. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been a a underlying theme of the podcast since the beginning. Yeah, I would just really love to hear how you, our fellow listeners, are like taking your water breaks. Like how. What does it look like for you? What what are you doing to fill that water break time with things that you enjoy or peace or stillness or presence? Um, I just I love talking about that and I love to hear from you guys too. So. Well, and I I I'm excited to hear from from our listeners about this because water break was just something that we came up with. So I'm assuming that in a lot of families you have something like this. You have something like this. So let us know what you call this. What do you call water breaks? Right. You <laughs> just, so I, I know mo- some people call it like mommy time out or mommy time. like like taking recharge 20. or yeah. taking twenty whatever. Is. We I think we use water break specifically specifically because it addressed Emily's concern that she was less than because she was needing a water break. Right, and so then he came up with the water break game thing. analogy and yeah, all that. So let us know what your your what you call water break, uh, a water break in your home, and also what what are you doing for your water break? But Emily, 
Yes. My love. Yes. My sweetest of hearts. Yes. What is your love or less than love? Yay! Okay, so I have a love and a less than love, but it's like one thing. So I am actually going to be speaking at the Latter-day Saint Homeschool Conference online on February 10th. It's it's an online, like the there's a winter one in February and then there's a summer one in late May. And the winter one is online and the summer one's in person. So I'm speaking over Zoom on the 10th of February, which is really exciting. And that's my love. Like, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm um, talking about, I'll, I'll be the last speaker, the keynote speaker at the very end of the whole conference talking about... Hear that, folks? My wife's the keynote speaker. <laughs> so exciting. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. I There's know, like, so, so public speaking is something that Emily is good at, but she is very apprehensive about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... So during the whole conference, if you're interested in it, there's like a keynote in the morning and then there's a bunch of different like breakout rooms and classes and stuff. And then at the end, there's like the evening keynote. Um, So I will be the very last on the last day talking about building our outposts of heaven on what matters most because the conference theme is what matters most. And I'm really excited. So that's my love. But I'm also very scared. And trying to be faithful and not fearful. And so that's also my lesson love because like it's causing me a lot of stress. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me sick. <laughs> but it's okay. I will be planned and prepared and it will be a good experience. So it's a wonderful opportunity. Yes, it is. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. And it's not too late to register if you're interested in it. Um, I can put a link in the show notes yep. for that. Should be really good. Yeah. Andrew? Do you have a love or a less than love? I have a less than love. Okay. I, as of two weeks ago or a week ago, have either broken or severely strained one of my toes. And it's not very fun. <laughs> On his good foot. <laughs> On my good foot. Right, so I have my I'm bad so foot with three toes. <laughs> and that one's messed up because I've been putting a lot of mileage on it. And so we're, we're getting ready for a marathon right now. And I've been running a lot and we're at our we're starting to get pretty heavy on our running weeks and some my bad foot's messed up um, and, and then on your other foot your my, two toes are taped together so you have three toes on one foot and basically four on the other yes yes so i was um so i do jujitsu and i was at a takedown class where we focus on just on like bringing people to the ground mm-hmm. so like throwing people to the ground or tripping them or uh, that kind of stuff and we were working on a move that's commonly used in Sambo, which is the Russian martial arts that focuses primarily on takedowns. And it was super fun. Really loved it. But there was something about... So you like kind of get on the balls of your feet and pivot a lot. And I think somehow I was on the ball of my foot and I pivoted and I... And someone like steps on my foot at the same time. And so I either broke my toe or I severely strained it. And if if my toes are not taped together, pretty much any time I'm doing anything active, but especially my sh- if I don't have my shoes on, it, it's extremely painful. So less than love, broken toe. Ouch. So would like 10 out of 10 not recommend. Especially training for a marathon. Especially training. For- the marathon's not too bad because there's no lateral movement. So, like, when you do lateral movement, that's when it's painful. Lateral movement? Like, side to side. 
So like, Interesting. like running okay. straight, like but running forward? like putting your like you know how your your foot kind of like makes a moon shape when you uh-huh. run. It's like, like whoop, that yeah. doesn't make any sense audio, audio, audio audibly. Imagine that whatever <laughs> looks like to you, like heel sole toe, heel sole toe, like a or, banana. Yeah, like a banana rolling on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Big rolling banana. <laughs> You know, so that doesn't hurt your toes to have no, that, like, pressure No, it's specifically, right like, the pivoting from side to side. Or if my toe mm-hmm. has, like, balance so I can move laterally. Interesting. Too. Okay. So that that's not very fun. Okay. So Sorry. there's my lesson, love. All right. Well, there we go. Well, guys, I hope you have enjoyed this welcome back episode of yeah. Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. We're excited to be back. We have some fun guests lined up over the next couple months, and we're excited to kind of get back at this thing. Yes, we are. And if you've loved what you've heard ever on Outpost of Heaven in this episode or in any other episode, please leave us a rating and review or screenshot where you're listening, and you can share it on your Instagram story so other people can find out about the podcast. Yep, and let us know if you're enjoying the podcast or what you would like us to talk about. We, especially Emily, really love the feedback. If you can reach out and let us know what you're, what you're enjoying. Yeah, we have... Um, can I, like, say some of the topics that we've had suggestions for? Nope. No? We'll leave you in suspense until next time. Okay. All right, guys. Okay. (laughs) Keep the faith. Bye.